Welcome to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hi everyone, it's time for the Dating and Relationship Show. I'm Laura Bellotta, your host from singleinthecity.ca and you're listening to Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Sitting in with me today is my show regular comedian Peter Anthony. Hi. Hi, it's always strange for me to do the show because I'm currently not dating and I'm not in a relationship. But here I am on the dating and relationship show. Wait a second. You're not dating now? You were dating last week. But I've been on some dates. Does that count as dating? Sure, that's dating. Is it? Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. I I guess I'm dating then. And you know, you look really cute today. Thank you very much. I love your hair. I'm sorry to see that you had a tragic uh, accent with a curling iron. I know. First, it looked like. You're scarred up. At first, it looked like a hickey, and now it looks like someone tried to stab me. Sure. Well, So, which story should I go with? Let's go with the stab story. is a lot cooler, (laughs) but the hickey's more believable because who would want to stab you, Laura. You're a sweetheart. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so today's show goes out to all the single people out there. We're going to be talking about being single, not settling, and finding the right one with our special guest who made her way down here just for the show, all the way from just outside of Chicago. Yeah. She is a psychologist, uh, host of the Love and Life podcast, and author of Single is a New Black, Don't Wear White Till It's Right. Let's welcome Dr. Karen Anderson Abrell. Thanks, Laura. It's so great to be here. Yeah, it's so great to have you. So when I first saw you, you're like, what happened to your neck? And I, I would try to tell you, somebody tried to stab me and you looked at me like, yeah, right, girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I seem too happy. I seem too happy for that, right? <laughs> yeah, you did. So I'm very excited to have you here today. So is uh, Peter Anthony. Absolutely. Let's get into this. Yeah. So and Karen, how did we meet? You know, Let's I tell everybody. Well, Instagram. That's I mean, right. for sure. The yeah. power of social media. It it's real, people. Yes. It's real. So yeah. yeah, I'm so glad to finally have met you in person. Same. So tell us a little bit about yourself and what is it exactly that you do? Well, so I got into this space. I was a professor for 10 years. So I had more of a kind of traditional path for a long time as a psychologist. And I was a therapist in the early part of my career. And then I was single. And remained single and kept being single. For how and, long? For how oh, long? Oh, I didn't get married till 42. So I think that's an important part to uh, address here because I heard it all, which is why I had to write the book because people kept looking at me like I was somehow fundamentally flawed. And what's the crazy that you're hiding? Because you seem pretty normal and nice, but you got to be doing something wrong because you're still single at 38, 40, and so forth. And so I just got tired of it. And most of the dating relationship self-help books are basically saying the same. Like, oh, as soon as you change these five screwed up aspects of yourself, then the right person will show up miraculously. And that's just a lie. But it sells books to people who are very sad and lonely. And so I was like, okay, someone needs to write a book. And then I was like, well, you're a psychologist. I guess you better write the book. Yeah, and there are so many great elements to this book for sure that we're Thanks. gonna get we're gonna get into cool. a lot of it later on in the show. I just want to interject that I yeah, can sure. immediately relate to everything you just said as a single man and I'm forty one. You're forty. Is yeah. 40, yeah. 41 now? I'm forty one, and I definitely understand even even like a little bit of uh, you start wondering: Is there something wrong with me? You am can. I am I capable of this? Is it going to happen for me, or am I a lone wolf? I think that's probably natural to have those thoughts too because everyone else is getting paired off, right? Well, yeah, and that's another reason I wrote the book because, and, and mostly for women because I'm a woman, so I wrote it from my vantage point, although every chapter has what a, a section I call the guy talk, which is the guy's perspective. But I will say I've had guys email me and say, you know, we get the same stuff. You know, if the, I don't know how they found the book because they don't usually go for a pink book in like <laughs> the dating relationship section, but some guys have stumbled upon it and they say the same thing. So you're so right. So since we're talking about this and there is is so much single shaming going yes. on, right? 
Um, how can we fend off those single shamers? Well, I mean, that's the kind of thing that you were talking about a minute ago. We do start to doubt ourselves when we keep hearing these messages time and time again. And, you, you know, holidays are coming up now. And so you go home and your grandma's like, single still? When am I going to get my great grandbaby? You You're know. running out of time. Right. But they have Uh-oh. no idea. They're, they're not living in a society that we, like, they're not experiencing the same things that we're experiencing. So no. they don't know. But then we need to tell them, right? Oh, like, exactly. How things have changed. That, yeah, because it's a very different landscape. And that's something that I'm sure you address in the program all the time. And it needs to be addressed because it's, I mean, I, I like to say tongue in cheek, but not really. It's a jungle out there. But to to your point, you have to gird yourself up with, you have to have these conversations that remind you, I am okay. And in fact, I'm better than okay. Because I know, and we all know, people. some people do settle and have a mediocre relationship, which we in this room aren't going for, and I wasn't going for either. So you really have to get your thoughts right, get your mindset in the right place to help fend off some of the single shaming you're going to deal so, with. And and I think that I'm guilty of single shaming a little bit, but I do it inadvertently. Like I did it the other night. I saw someone that I haven't seen in a while. The first thing I ask about is relationships. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, how are you? You know, like, he did you meet the right guy yet? Right. <laughs> you know, how did you get married? Do you have any kids? I mean, I think because as children, you know, we grow up that we're looking for our prince charming mm-hmm. or our princess, you know, it's embedded in our heads and we want that happily ever after. And I think people get offended by uh, single shaming and when we ask those questions because there's always this negative image that that goes along with being single and that's you know you're a crazy cat lady or or you're a spinster and i would probably never get a cat for that reason (laughs) (laughs) we'll come back to this when we come back you're listening to the dating and relationship show on global news radio 640 toronto you're listening to the dating and relationship show with laura bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the show. We're talking about being single, not settling, and finding the right one with Dr. Karen Anderson Abril, psychologist, host of the Love and Life podcast, and author of Single is a New Black, Don't Wear White Till It's Right. I love that title, too. Thank Where did you. you find that title? How long did it take you to it? It took to- a while. <laughs> It does, right? Yeah. Got to find the perfect one. So before the break, we were talking about single shaming, and I was talking about how I do it inadvertently a lot of the times. And, you know, sometimes people get upset with me. Uh, Can you give us an example? You you said you mentioned in the break that you saw someone you hadn't seen for a while. Sandra Carusi, the late Sandra Carusi, God bless her. We miss her very dearly. She brought a, a friend in last year into studio that I grew up with. And that was one of the first things that I asked her. I said, hey, how's it going? Like, are you married? And she got really offended. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, she got pissed off. I was like, (laughs) I didn't mean to offend you. I just, it's just what we ask people, right? right? When you haven't seen someone for a long time. Right. It's a way to catch up, yeah. Exactly. But you immediately go to the relationship status. Right. Like that's the most important bit of information that you need to get from them. And I know that's not where your heart was. I'm sure it wasn't. No. You were well-meaning. You were just like, hey, what's going on? But why do we want that information? Why why do we value people based on that information? And I want to say, I think it's partly a female thing because women are valued for our relationships, who we're married to, who we're dating, 
who were a mother too, more so than men, I think. But what do you think, Peter? I mean, do you get that question too? No. Well, I I, I can, and I, I get it. I get it more from when I go home to Nova Scotia, where I grew up, from my my parents' friends. Yeah. They they will look at me and go, "What's wrong with you?" Yeah. And I go, "What?" <laughs> and they go, "Why aren't you married?" And I go, "I guess I don't know why I'm not. Should I be?" They're like, "Yeah, of course you should be. You're running out of time." I'm like, "Oh my god!" So then I leave. I leave their homes after I visit with them in, in a state of panic. Right. But and it makes me feel horrible. But I don't think that, like you said, they don't mean it in a bad way. Yeah. No. It's just sort of how I guess we relate to one another. But I'll say this. When a bunch of my buddies get around, we never talk about relationships or families. Yeah. They're never putting pressure on me or, or about that. So my close friends don't because really Because they're care. probably married and don't want to be. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> don't do it. Or they don't yes. want to talk about it. Exactly. Yeah. Or they're asking me about the dates I've been going on and they're like, I want to live through you, via yeah, you. Right, yeah, right, right, right. They say things like that. Yeah, yeah. of course they do. Mm-hmm. They get to meet a different chick every week. Why not? <laughs> yeah. That is not yeah. true. Peter on the break yeah. like, actually, I had a good date last week. I'm I like, did. I hear that every time I see you. <laughs> like, what's so, what, what, what makes it different this week? It was it was a good first date. I think we... we we talked actually about the things we're talking about right now, oh, coincidentally, really? yeah. on the radio show. Um, she's 38. I'm 41. We talked about, you know, being single at this age, what yeah. it's been like. We talked about, you know, the experiences we've had in the past, past relationships that didn't make us happy. Yeah. And we want to find something that does. And it seemed like a healthy conversation and a good first date. So, yeah. So, Karen, yeah. Dr. K, do you want me to I'm supposed you? to be bringing no, levity and comedy to the I, show. I just got really serious. I think sorry. you did. Yeah, but, but that's <laughs> No, that's not your job for the show. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. You don't always have to make us laugh. Sure. Okay? I can just look at you and laugh. I don't, <laughs> oh, that makes kidding. me feel a lot better, Laura. Thank you. So, Dr. Karen, for those that are single and, and get asked the question all the time, like, why are you single? How do you suggest that people answer that? Yeah, well, it depends, I guess, who's asking. You know, when you're dealing with, like, the other generation, the older generation, you might want to just kind of not get into it because, I mean, they're coming from just an entirely different perspective and and set of norms and and, and realities in their generation. Uh, But as far as when it's a friendship kind of thing, I'm I'm always a fan of, hey, you know what, let's just, I mean, and I've said this to people. I've said, you know, tell your parents or tell your 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 friends or like, your perspective mate like let's say you just meet somebody oh new. yeah like you're saying like even on a first date yeah and someone's like well <laughs> like yeah kind of like they look at you like why are you this age and you've never been married because yeah. I've never been married either and but because I just I've never really wanted to get married I'm not to say that I would never get married yeah. but I just I don't know I just never happened yeah I mean I dealt with it a couple different ways if it was like a first date kind of thing I probably would be turned off first of all because I mean I don't think it's it's kind of an invasive question and again I don't expect grandparents I can understand them coming at you with that question but like friends or peers or a date but I would just laugh it off I just go haven't met the right one or I just can't be pinned down you know just kind of make light of it because I I don't think you're going to get anywhere and especially with the first like impression that you're trying to make on someone or they've already made a nice impression on you, actually not. But I mean, you know, I, I don't know that you're going to get anywhere with some deep conversation like, well, let me unpack all my issues and my 17 dating relationships that almost made it to the altar. I was just going to say, it's such a it's such a dumb question, really, yeah. because we're 
people are very complex. Right. You know, if some if you're on a date and someone's not wearing pants, you can ask them why they're not wearing pants. But asking them <laughs> asking them why why are you single? It's good lord. There's I mean, yeah. do you want to how deep into my psychology <laughs> do you want to go within the first 5 minutes of meeting somebody, right? Right. Or you can come back with something like, "Well, I'm just overqualified." Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can get cheeky. I think I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, like I said, I would just kind of go, I just, I can't be pinned down, I guess. Ha ha ha. Whatever. Uh Next. Change subject. Or how about I'm just, I'm happy in my life. Yeah. I'm happy where I am. I I just haven't felt like I met the right person and I'm not settling and that's it. I would would say, sorry to interject, but my answer with, with that constantly comes back to one idea. It's that I'm pretty cool right now. So if I'm going to take someone on, they have to add to my life. Yes. And they have to be just as cool as I am. Right, but it, but it, has, to, it has to make life my life better, not worse. Does that, that make yes, sense? Yes. When we come back, we're going to be talking about settling versus compromise with Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Thanks for tuning in tonight. You're tuned in to the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellotta, your host, and this is comedian Peter Anthony sitting to the right of me. And we are talking about being single, not settling, and finding the right one with Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. She's a psychologist, and she made her way over here, all the way from Chicago, just for the show. I feel so special. <laughs> do you feel special, Comedian Peter? I, I usually do, yeah. <laughs> so let's talk now about settling versus compromise. So I think we all know at least one person, maybe two, maybe three, maybe four, <laughs> mm-hmm. that uh, who have settled when it comes to their choice in partner. There was actually a study from the University of Toronto that shows that people who fear being single settle for less in romantic relationships. So let's talk about the difference between settling and compromise when it comes to finding a romantic partner. Dr. Karen. Yeah, so this is a, a, an important distinction, and I think it's a question I get a lot from followers, and it's an important one to consider. So settling is something that your gut is going to know, and there's also research that's coming out, a lot of it, about your gut being what the psychologists are calling your second brain. So the same neurotransmitters that are in your brain are actually in your gut. I mean, it's central nervous system, so think of it. It's all connected. So when your gut is telling you, down deep exactly what you know but you're stuffing because you really want this relationship because it's you're 35 and, and you're ready to be married you're ready to settle down you're ready to have the kids but your gut is telling you not with this guy not with this girl but you're not listening whereas compromise is like okay so for example for me I lived in Chicago I was single in the city myself Laura <laughs> for all those years I considered myself very Wait, much when you say all those years how many years oh yeah so I didn't get married till 42 okay so... but but single like without a boyfriend oh like single with lots of serial monogamy happening okay. and yeah and dating and but all... you had a boyfriend yeah so I don't L- call L- that L- I don't L- consider of... that single though you really? had lots of gut reactions that this isn't the right guy Probably. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and I almost got married to the wrong guy at 34, two months before I was a runaway bride. So that's a wow. whole other conversation someday. Yeah. So that was my gut telling me, no, he's not for you. And it's harder too, by the way, when on paper, when the resume looks excellent and there's no reason except your gut telling you this isn't right for me, but you're like, no, he's got a good job and he's going to be a good father and he's smart and he treats me great. That's the hardest because your gut's going, I don't care about all that this is just not the right connection and it knows it. But like we were talking about earlier, Peter, we sometimes doubt ourselves because we go, 
Could, but the right, but the right connection. How, Doctor Karen? Are you talking about chemistry wise? Yeah, I am. Because I think a relationship to have an amazing relationship, you need both chemistry and compatibility. I agree with but you. But I think yeah. it depends on what you've been through in life. Some people are okay with not having that chemistry; they're just comfortable with it because they've had that crazy relationship where the chemistry has been so strong, and they've gotten hurt from it. You yeah know, or buy it and so now they're like okay i'm cool with you know maybe sex is okay it's just not the best but you that know? sounds like settling you just describe what settling okay, but, is but for some people that's okay it depends on what they've been through in life for some people it's okay to settle because they're happy with it they're content with it they can go on through life going okay i'm good with this i would say but, then, I, but i would i would argue that they're more accepting it they're not necessarily happy with mm-hmm. it but they accept it they go okay this is what i'm going to accept which is the definition of settling. If you're going after happiness and what you dream of, then you don't settle. You wait. You hang out. Do you know how hard it is to meet people nowadays (laughs) or to meet like someone that has all the check boxes? Well, and to Peter's point, though, have they given up? Have they given up hope of getting the total package? Or But there's research on this. So psychologist Robert Sternberg has this triangular theory of love. It's what you're talking about. The passion... The intimacy, which in this case isn't sexual intimacy, it's emotional intimacy, like friendship, and then commitment. So most of us are really, when we're little and we have these dreams and we watch these Disney movies, we want that happily ever after. We want hot sex and we want our best friend and we want someone who who will be faithful to us. And then some people along the way, Laura, to your point, they give up on that and they go, well, I just want to be a mom and I want that house and that life. So I'll go with this. He's good enough. And to your point, if that's good enough for them, Good enough. But for me, it wasn't. And for most people, it's not. Because look at the divorce rate. See, there you go. It's so high. See? You know, why do you think the divorce rate is so high? Because people, and I always, I've said this for years. I truly believe that most people do not find the right person for them. I agree with you. They just settle. Could I I bring something up to him? Of course, you can always bring something up. Why do you ask me? From a psychology standpoint as well, if, if you do ignore your gut, if you do push that down and move on and say, well, I will accept this and this is good enough for me, is there any sort of psychological ramifications that can come along later in life if you ignore those feelings, if you push things down? Because to me, it sounds like kind of a bad existence that's going to eat away at you and you're just going to increase things like anxiety, depression, isolation, loneliness. Can you speak to that a little uh, bit? I'd call it the midlife crisis. Right. <laughs> I mean, no, just one example. No, and psychologists do study that. I mean, we have developmental psychologists who study midlife crises and why does it happen? And is it that along the way you have stepped away from your authenticity? Mm. And there's research on authenticity that shows that people who are resonating in their authentic selves, making decisions that are consistent with their authenticity are happier. They're thriving in life. All the things you're talking about. And yeah, I mean, look at all the, the depression and anxiety. And there's many, many complex reasons for those conditions. But I mean, the idea that maybe we've made some decisions because in the moment it felt like, let me just do this so I can have the normal life and people quit asking me the questions and get off my back. And then 10 years later, not so much. And ooh, now I'm on Facebook and there's my high school flame and okay, they're looking good. And man, what did I miss out on? And all kinds of madness. (laughs) Yeah. So we need to take a break, but we're going to come right back to this. You're listening to Global News Radio 640 Toronto, the dating and relationship show with Dr. Karen Abril. We'll be back. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. 
And we're back. You're tuned into the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Show regular comedian Peter Anthony is here. Yeah, I Single like being a regular ever. here. Maybe we can find you a girlfriend. Possibly. Yeah. It's possible. Should we do like some sort of radio contest? You know how they do, you know, like yeah. it's third caller. I think, I think you Something need like a that. fabulous uh, catch. And I think that some girls are really They are blowing out. up the phone lines right now, Peter. Yeah. No, seriously. Why did the phone just explode? <laughs> and no. we're talking about being single, not settling, and finding the right one with Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. She's a psychologist. She's uh, made her way here all the way from Chicago today. And we're so excited to have her in studio. And so before the break, we were talking about settling versus compromise. And so I have a question now for you, Dr. Karen. What if people are currently in a relationship where they feel like they are settling? And maybe they've been in this relationship for a long time. And now they have, there's kids tied to the relationship or finances, whatever the case may be. What do you suggest for them? Well, when you're talking families with children, that's, I think, another consideration that obviously is very important yeah. and and you can't I, say okay no. just leave them right, right? i'm we not don't, we a don't fan of don't yeah. divorce or anything. right of course uh, so then i would say that that would be an entire another discussion of let's not settle in this relationship okay so something brought us together and there was a spark of some sort at one point so then i would of course as a psychologist i'm going to say get your marital counseling read your books do your date nights, do whatever you can to preserve this family, especially for the kids. But, you know, and, and many families do that. And then when the kids launch, they part ways. And, and that is an option, I think, as far as trying to provide stability for the kids. But if there are no children involved, then I'm a fan of one of my Instagram posts recently. And I got some pushback, but one my post was, when in doubt, get out. Because I don't think you can fight your gut, kind of what Peter was talking about before the break. I don't think you can fight it. I think it's physiological and it's going to eventually say, I didn't want this in the first place. I've been phoning it in for a long time and now I'm ready. And how, about, so, but how about those people that say, oh, well, sex dies off anyways, gets boring eventually when you're with the same person? They're I, correct. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, and they're like, well, friendship, fr- friendship is the most important thing here. So, but, the, but then, yeah. And if that's the way you want to roll, cool. I'm not people, you do you, right? But for me, that wouldn't be enough. And it wouldn't, I'm not, I'm six years into my marriage and I'm not, I'm not okay with sex dwindling down. So if that were the case for me, I'd be getting out my books. I'd be going to my therapy. I'd be looking into whatever cause supplements I need to take. I mean, I'm just, I'm a fighter. Supplements. <laughs> I mean, I don't, that's another show and I don't know anything about that, but you know, if, if whatever it takes. Get your libido up. Yeah. They're, uh, they have some sex products coming out now made uh, with THC, I believe. Yeah. We, oh. we were talking about that on the show a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, CBD oil is supposed to change everything and make anything okay. It's kind of similar, I think. I think so. Um, so let's talk about the benefits of marrying later. So studies show that couples who get married later in life are happier and less likely to get divorced. Mm-hmm. Let's take a look at some of the benefits of marrying later in life. Well, you get your, your you get your, your, your <laughs> you sow your wild oats, so to speak. Right? <laughs> you get stuff out of your system. And so then you're ready. And I think you know yourself better. And I also want to submit that people who come, and I, I talk about this a lot on Instagram too, and again, I get some pushback, but you know, so people, people like this notion of you complete me. I think that's the worst idea ever. Uh, I agree with I you. I think it's unloving to do to someone to be like, hey, let's, let's, let's be partners in life and you make me feel okay about myself. Validate my existence because I don't feel good by myself. I don't feel good alone. And so I love the idea of people who've spent years in adulthood being single, being independent, learning how to make themselves happy. 
so that when you meet someone else who knows how to make themselves happy, there's no burden you're placing on the other person in the relationship. You're just saying, hey, you got your thing going on and I'm drawn to it. I have my thing going on and I'm drawn to it. And let's just walk hand in hand. Yeah. And they complement one one yeah. another and add. It's, there's no takeaway. Yes. It's, it's only an addition. That's yes. that's the one thing that I think a lot of people when they when they think of the word compromise, it sounds like this big subtraction. It's like oh, I got to compromise and lose this and lose that and lose lose this part of me and that. It's, it's not really true. If you find the right person, what they can do is add to you and 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 co- and almost be like your cheerleader in, in everything that you're doing. You know. Agreed. Now, yeah. how about the fact that the marriage market gets thinner as you get older? There's not going to be as many suitable candidates. Hey, not if you get the recently divorced chicks. There you go. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> or, the re- or the recently divorced dudes. There you go. Yeah, no, that was going to be my answer. Yes, right? <laughs> and I'm, I'm my husband's second wife, and I can tell you it's a nice position to be in because if a marriage wasn't working for a long time, that's a, that's a rough place to be. So I come along, and our marriage is so easy, especially by comparison to what was hard. And he's probably that I'm learned, like, wow. yeah. And he's probably <laughs> learned from his past relationship yeah. as to what he wants, what he doesn't want in a partner. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's made him a stronger person and a better a partner for you. Absolutely. Yeah, all of that stuff that we experience, whether we're in rough relationships, marriage, or whether we're single and in the school of hard knocks that is the dating world, that those experiences, those disappointments, they can be used as strengths as you use them to help you, like you said, Laura, become better and better equipped actually to be a partner. And so, which leads me to my next question. There are so many unhappy marriages. We know that, right? They're saying that studies show that 73% of adults make do in their marriages because their true love slipped through their fingers. Yeah, that's why they're back on Facebook looking for that high school flame. Oh, what do you think of that new Facebook dating? Oh, yeah. I I'm, I was asked about that. I'm just Facebook. hearing about it. I, what are, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Okay. I'm not on Facebook. So. Okay, so Facebook launched uh, it, their new dating app. It's called Facebook Dating. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it's going to promote promiscuity. What do you guys think? Uh, I don't know. That's possible. Was it any different than all the other dating apps that are out there? Your Tinders, your Bumbles, your Match? It's very similar, I think, to Bumble and Hinge, I think. Why do you think would be more promiscuity with Facebook's version? I, I just think because a lot of the older generation is on Facebook and I think that um, it'll be easier for them mm-hmm. to use the app because a lot of them don't want to go off Facebook to meet people but rather if it's there in front of their face they might be inclined to mm. use it. We need to take a break but we'll be right back. We're talking about being single on the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bilotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We are back. We are talking to Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. She's a psychologist and host of the Love and Life podcast. Oh, I didn't ask you about your podcast. I, I have to listen to it still. Maybe yeah. I can be a guest on uh, your you show. You have to come on the show. Yeah, for sure. Do I have to travel to Chicago? You don't. We can do it remotely, but I'd love to have you in Chicago. <laughs> that would be ideal. And sitting in is a show regular comedian Peter Anthony. 
and I'll never do your podcast. No, I'm kidding. Please. I'm totally I joking. I thought we connected right here. I would. I would. Lo- I'll do any. I'll. I'd love to do your podcast. Okay, if you cool. ever need a single dude, I do. A I Canadian want the male. single yes, dude. But you, <laughs> might, you might not be single next week. You said you had a great date last week. I did. Yeah. <laughs> so Karen, let's yeah. talk about some of the wonderful things that you wrote in your book now. So her book was written in 2015. It's called "Single Is a New Black." Don't wear white till it's right. <laughs> okay, so let's go over some of the ridiculous comments you hear and how to deal with them. So being single means that other people feel they have the right to chime in and discuss your love life with you as if they have more authority because they're in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So how do you deal with that? Uh, well, you got to just prepare yourself because if you're if you're single for any prolonged period of time, the questions are going to start coming and you're going to start hearing things that uh, they can be hurtful and offensive if you're not you, you got to get your armor on. But I used to hear things like, well, you must be too picky. And I'd think, wait, so you get to marry the love of your life, but I got to just clean up some homeless guy and, and walk him down the, the aisle? Yeah. You know, I, I tell, I tell uh, Peter Anthony here that he's too picky. What? I know. And well, I he do, goes I through women it. like underwear. That is just not patently false. No, I'm on your side, Peter. Every time I see you, though, seriously, you say, oh, I met a good one. We've had, like, this one was is really good. And then every week when I see you, you're, like, single again, and then you're going on another date. There's so, an, there's, obviously, what goes wrong, Peter? What happens? And it's not necessarily pickiness, but I when someone says, well, what are you looking for? Yeah, what the, are you my, looking my for? My answer is always, it's the intangible thing that I can't that can't be mm-hmm. described is what I'm looking for. And and I'll continue to date until I find that or until I'm dead what's in the, the ground. Inta- okay, what's the intangible thing that you're looking for it's kind of what we talked about earlier just it would be the opposite of the gut reaction that says get the hell out of this the the gut reaction that says oh my god get the hell into this yeah is the thing i'm looking for get into this (laughs) (laughs) no pun intended laura how dare you (laughs) okay dr karen what are some things that people say that singles should just ignore Oh, yeah. I mean, I think they should ignore that you're too picky. I mean, I'm taking Peter's side in all this because Thank I, you. well, and let's let's look at it this way. If he just goes, okay, I guess I'm, what, 41, so it's time. So what? So some woman gets to go, Peter's in love with me. I'm the love of his life. And he's basically with her because he's decided he's not going to be picky anymore. It's not fair. Is okay, that kind to do? Okay, but then, wait a second. It's very unloving. And I don't have it in me to do that Good. to someone anyway. So. <laughs> all right. Now, like, I have to push back a little bit yeah. because I am a matchmaker and I know plenty of singles that are being downright unreasonable yeah. with what they're looking for. Like, some of their wants are ridiculous. Like, I have guys that will not date a blonde, okay? <laughs> and it's like, you could be missing out on the love of your life. I'm like, why can't you meet a girl with blonde hair? Well, we don't. I don't get along with blondes. What? Yeah, like stuff like that. That that's us being too picky, Peter. That's not you, is it? No, that's 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 be, just that seems beyond ridiculous to me. Now, what redheads I, though, totally understand. <laughs> yes, oh, I do. Kidding. Uh, it's a joke. But, you, but wait, a joke. wait a second. That that that's true. That's on. That's I'm being kidding. honest, and that's true. No. I think that I you filled out the profile once and redhead was not in there. You would not date a redhead. That is not true. How could you? Uh, you're okay. <laughs> if any, hey. anyone's listening, we're we're laughing at each other. It's not you. <laughs> you can't. I don't think you can. I, I mean, there's but there's certain say well, like body types. Maybe you're not attracted to. But, What's wrong with saying about, that? But how about bald or not bald? I mean, there are plenty of men that are bald that are very handsome and like amazing guys that someone might. Just overlook them because they have no hair on their head. Or women who are 5'2", but they won't date anyone who's shorter than 6'4". I mean, no, I, it, it's true. It's out I, there. Uh, you know what's funny? On the dating apps, a lot of girls will put, please don't respond if you are under 
5'11". I've seen it like multiple times. Yeah, it's sad. That's not the kind of picky I'm talking about. I'm talking okay. about being selective and having standards. And, and like we said earlier, not trying to have some phony relationship. It's not kind to the person who you are settling for. That's very unloving. And I, I had a hard time with that because when I almost married the wrong person, I, I felt very guilty. I'm like, we were together four years. We were engaged a year. I'm a psychologist. I mean, if I can't figure out I'm in the wrong engagement, who can? And I'm 34 <laughs> at this point, people. I'm not like a baby. But you actually knew, like deep down. Deep you knew. down. And I spent a lot of, of cognitive energy trying to convince myself that this, I would make this work. This would this would be good enough, and I would make this work. And so I felt really guilty when I called off the wedding until someone later, a couple months afterwards, told me, no, the most loving thing you ever did for him was to let him go and find the right person. Total, and I really totally needed that. Totally agree. And I I, that's, that. that's the absolute truth. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, I needed that. So if you're single, here are a few things that you may be doing to complicate things. And this is from your book as well. So you say, don't compare yourself to your married friends. As that study said, they probably aren't that happy anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. Comparison games, and, and this is a social media thing. There's com- research coming out of the University of Houston that's showing that we are more likely to feel depressed and anxious based on the amount of time we're spending on social media. And they have actually isolated the variable is the comparison we do the cam- you know, the, to other people's highlight reels. Because that's what they're putting on social media is, is their picture-perfect trip to Cabo. And then we compare our boring Saturday night alone with pizza and our cats which Laura will never have, but I did when I was single. How many cats did you have? Three. Oh my goodness, you were the crazy cat lady. I was. I'm taking back the term, Laura. <laughs> okay, now, I, there are women, especially, that dream of their wedding day when yes. they're like little girls. You know that show, Say Yes to the Dress? <laughs> yeah. I love that show. It's fun. I just it's fun. I love it. I love the dresses. They're, they're beautiful. Yeah. And so, and I guess it would... Like it would be hard sometimes to see your friends in where you want to be yeah. married or ha- they seem happily married. How can we combat those feelings of jealousy and stop comparing ourselves to others? That's just internal work you got to do because it, it, whether it's about relationships or weddings or anything or, you know, for our job, someone's got what looks like the most perfect career, like you have a great show and it's so fun and so amazing. You're doing such great work. Someone could go, I wish I had single in the city. You know, this is just something we all have to do as humans because we know down deep the grass isn't greener and that everyone has their stuff. And we just, and also we don't want to be petty people like that. I mean, that's like, you got to look yourself in the mirror and go, if I'm having those jealous feelings, that's really unattractive to me with myself. (laughs) I don't want, I want to be the best version of me. And that doesn't mean it takes some, it takes some mindfulness when you have, when you have those kind of emotional reactions to take a step back and look at that emotion and go, Hey, that's, that's not a positive thing for me. Yes. So you, you look at that and you think, well, why do I have that emotion and what am I doing to, to grow and get away from it? You know, so much to talk about, but we have to come back because we need to take a break. We're talking about being single right here on the dating and relationship show. We'll be back. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the show. You're tuned into the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Show regular comedian Peter Anthony is here, and we're talking about being single, not settling, and finding the right one with Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. She's a psychologist all the way from Chicago. Yeah. I'm flattered. 
<laughs> so before the break, uh, we were talking about things that you wrote about in your book as to why you are single and things that people are doing that might be complicating things. Mm-hmm. And we had just talked about um, helping combat jealous thoughts, you know, when your friends are married and you get jealous of that. And, and so I think we answered that. Um, I just wanted to add to that, that take that negative energy and focus on and put in something positive. Yeah. You know, instead of being jealous about somebody or something, what can you do um, to make it into a positive experience for yourself rather than focusing on the negative, right? Like... I think we are all in control of our own selves. I mm-hmm. think that we, we sabotage ourselves at times, so stop sabotaging. We're all in our own timeline, too. Just because something happened for someone at a certain stage in their life doesn't mean that you should also have that. And it also doesn't mean that it's not ever going to happen for you. So you should have faith that you know, you're on your own timeline, you're living your own life, and whatever's going to unfold, if you focus positivity and energy and do the right things, that it's going to unfold for you, yeah. too. Yeah. Positive mindfulness. And just sure. yeah, thinking positively is going to get you what you want for sure. Yeah. Okay. The next one is, uh, you said, don't get back together with your ex-boyfriend or girlfriend. Yeah. Dun, Be- dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because uh, typically, you know, what's that book? Uh, it's called A Breakup Because It's Broken. You know, and so unless someone has done a lot of work independently, so you split up and then it's two, three years and they've gone into intense psychotherapy and they, <laughs> or, you know, they've got gotten through their anger management issues or done their group therapy, whatever, then, yeah, maybe they're coming at the relationship from a, a, a different skill set they've acquired now. Otherwise, you're just going to repeat the same patterns. And we do. I did it. I was the worst. I was on again, off again, on again, because it was that comfort and I there was good stuff there. You know, when there's good stuff in a relationship, that those are the hardest ones yeah. to leave when there well, is so much good stuff. Well, you know, I I had a relationship. It, it literally took me about eight years to get over it, yeah. this breakup, because I wouldn't allow myself to get over it because I kept thinking about the good times, right. the great sex, the good things about it, and not the negative things. You know, well, how about, like, he didn't let me do what I, uh, what I wanted half the time or he didn't appreciate me or all the negative things. You, you kind of put those to the side, mm-hmm. right? But I think it's important to think about all the negative rather than the positive. And and why did you break up with that person in the first place? That's when you have to use your mindset like we were talking about before. We want to stay in a positive mindset normally. In this case, we want to bring up all those negative aspects of that relationship, like you said, and make sure they're front and center and even write them down on a piece of paper, stick them on your bathroom mirror so that when you go into La La Land and you're reminiscing, go, oh wait, no, (laughs) there's this too and this. I think we're programmed too biologically to get over pain. Human beings, as we live life, there's so much pain and trauma that we go through. Uh, Think about it, like how awkward it is when you're a kid and when you're a teenager and the pain you have in your first relationships and first loves and moving on and career things that don't go right and this that, and the other thing but we keep moving forward because we're programmed biologically to get over pain and that's why when you think of like past relationships you don't think of the pain because you're yeah. already you're already past that pain you don't feel the pain anymore so you focus on good stuff mm-hmm. and i'm not saying to bring up old pain but i'm just saying recognize that that's the fact that you've moved on from it and you're ready for the next thing Makes sense. Well, yeah, especially if you thinking about the good times is going to cause you to maybe slip back into a relationship that you know. You know these dynamics have not been addressed. They, there, there's been no change. That You're just going to get in that same rut. That, it's inevitable. Right. Yeah. So Okay, so Dr. Karen, something else you wrote about in your book is you said, don't push yourself too hard, but don't go on hiatus either. Yeah, you know, I... 
people used to when you're looking for someone right right when you're when you're you're wanting a relationship i used to hear just get out there you got to get back out there and i'm like where the heck do you think i am every day (laughs) like i'm not curled up in the fetal position in my closet no but a lot of people are well and maybe they They are are. (laughs) and they expect that their prince or princess is just gonna like just you know show up well especially now because they can just pull out their phone and go okay there's my next date they don't they don't feel like they have to make an effort right but but yeah but i mean i was out there and i was doing what i could you know but you have to just you you need to do something but you can't feel that. I mean, I used to feel when I was online dating, like if I, it's, it's time intensive and I'd be going through, scrolling through all these profiles. And, and then I'd think, I've been on this thing for three hours and I really don't want to be on it anymore. But then I'd be like, what if my husband is one click away and I'm going to shut this down tonight and I miss him, right? I mean, there's that kind of pressure you can put on yourself. Yeah, and I so, think people yeah. get really jaded too, though, with they the do. entire process. They do. Because they, you know, they meet up with people. People aren't what they seem Yeah, when they know. meet them online. They meet them in person. And that that's that's the biggest concern, I think. It's like, I met this person and they just weren't what they seemed. They don't look like themselves or yeah. like they did on paper. Uh, they lied. I think they call that catfishing. Isn't that the term? Where you show up and it's not the person at all? No. What? Who are you? That's exactly right. It's a dude. Oh, my God. But I think, though, (laughs) if if you are tired of dating, just take a little break. Maybe a couple of months. Mm -hmm. But -hmm. just don't go away too long. Yeah. Because, I mean... You do. You have to work. If something's valuable to you, you got to put in some work and some effort. And that's just a law of life. It applies to everything. That's the end of the show. This has been a great discussion. Moral of the story here is if you're single, don't let anyone else rain on your parade. Keep being your fabulous self and everything will work out. Thanks to my special guest, Dr. Karen anderson April. Where can people find you, Dr. Karen? So, yeah, I'm all over the place. But uh, drkaren.me is my website, D-R-K-A-R-I-N dot M-E. I'm on Instagram at Dr. Karen, D-R dot K-A-R-I-N. On Facebook, Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. And uh, Twitter at Dr. Karen Anderson. And comedian Peter Anthony, where can they find you? The only social media I use, as you know, Laura, is Twitter. Yeah, and that pisses and me off. Yeah. <laughs> you, can't, you can't even help me promote the show. I know. It's, <laughs> at, it's at Peter is Funny. Peter is Funny.com is my website for tour dates and all that kind of fun stuff. And as always, you can catch up on past episodes of the Dating and Relationship Show on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. And if you're single and you don't want to be, you can check out singleinthecity.ca. You can join my matchmaking service or attend one of my amazing events. I'm also hosting an Italian cooking class and dinner party night on November 20th. And I'd love to see you there. Well, have a good night, everyone, and see you next week. Ciao. 